Hello. We want to thank you for joining our Living Messiah family by downloading this podcast. We hope it blesses you and enriches your life. We also want to encourage you, uh, if you can, and if your heart is so moved, to support this ministry by going on our website, livingmessiah.com, and donating to help us to put these podcasts in every nation, every place, so we can bring these messages to change lives, to help people grow in the Word of God. Once again, thank you so much for being part of our family. Shalom. All right. Shabbat shalom, everyone. I'm glad all of you guys are here today. Uh, it's so nice. It's nice out. I know yeah, a little chilly, but I kind of like that. It's a nice change. Get to wear jackets and what have you that you normally don't get. Um, so uh, first, I do have a praise report I want to share with you guys. It's like, you know, Kurt, our brother, he had uh, a big test the EMT and paramedic, that type thing. He passed, and that's so wonderful. That's great. And what an honorable job, you know, to his very job is going out and helping the, the stranger, you know, and uh, making sure, bringing life back to the person, protecting a person in that way. Congratulations, brother. We're so proud of you here. And so with that, let me go ahead and open in prayer. Father Yahweh, great and mighty you are, there is none like you. Father, you are unique. Father, you're special. Father, you are set apart. And Father, your words are as well. Father, we come to understand you and your words and the words of your Son. Be with us today, Father. Empower us with your Spirit so we can be just empowered people and walk out this walk that you have before us. We thank you for your love and your mercy, and we thank you for the redemption that we find in your son, Yahshua, your only brother for son, Father, our Messiah and our King to return. We thank you. Amen. And I want to thank all our online viewers. As you know, livingmessiah.com is our website. You'll find a donate button there, and I want to thank all who do donate. We do so appreciate that and your faithfulness in that manner. Thumbs ups are always nice too. That can be encouraging as well. Um, oh, comments and questions. And as you guys know, there is two mics out there. So if you have a, a comment or question, raise your hand. The mic will find its way to you one way or the other. And all we're, what we want to do, because we all want to learn together, let's try to stick on the subjects that we're talking about, the text at hand. Um, I know it can be challenging, but we, we have to because we want to make sure that we're learning together and we can walk away with something, okay? And I hopefully, uh, like I said before, this is my personal Bible study that I'm sharing with you. You know, I'm learning. I'm learning more and more, and we're all learning together. What? Oh, oh, the, I'm getting the sign. Make sure when you do get that mic, make sure you put it up close to your mouth so it comes through clearer. So again, um, so as far as review, as you know, this is the, uh, a study into Acts. Uh, oh, I have chapter 10 up there, but I think we're in 11. Forgive me for that. So as far as review, we left off with Peter and a group of men returning to Jerusalem from Cornelius's house, okay? Now he has to face his Jewish brothers in the faith, 
um, on why he entered a Gentile's house and ate with him. That's the context of what we're talking about. Because, as you know, this was a big no-no, okay? It was a big no-no because of the laws of purification that were set down by traditions of men, okay? That plays a part in this, okay? But so Peter now shares how the Spirit, the Spirit directed him with this puzzling vision and revealed to him a deeper truth. We looked back to what was written and saw from the very beginning that Israel was to be a called-out people and was always to be a light to all the peoples and nations. Okay? So that's what we, we did last week. So that's something for us to take note of and is for uh, us today, is how uh, the laws, the law, and I did word it this way, the laws of tradition and I'm specifically saying traditions of men, can be misguiding and even work against the will of the Father's Spirit. Okay? All traditions from Judaism, Christianity, or of the nations where we live, the customs, the culture, they should not compromise our faith. Yes, we are all in different stages in our walk, and that should be considered in love as well. Um, but let's strive to be different than the things in the things that really matter to our Father. And then, and again, that's where we come in. We should be in stark contrast to the world. Um, in in that, we should consider that the you know we should consider what the world embraces fully. Most of the time, that's not of our God. It might seem that way. But think about that, you know, something that the world embraces full-heartedly, mm, we should consider why is the world into this? Because at the end of the day, ultimately the world is not into the Creator, His ways, His Messiah, and His culture. So it's something that we always have to look at. Okay. I still would like to continue with the idea of those of the nations or the Gentiles. Okay? However, or whatever way you may look at the Gentiles entering, in, entering into those promises that were written down, however your theology might be or however you're defining Gentile. Okay? I might view it one way. And I might need correction in understanding historically one way. So, you know, there could be very many ways. But one thing is very clear. The standards are the same by the God of Israel, regardless how you define Gentiles or those of the nations coming in. That is very clear in Scripture. Okay? And we even face a lot of that even within our Messianic walk today, right now, but I'm not going to get into those differences and things of that nature. So as we go to Acts, I, this was uh, something here that I, I, at least I think it relates. Peter ultimately is kind of being, um, he's being guided by the Spirit to rethink some of the things that he has in his mind and the ways that he walked, okay? Ultimately in the dream, that's what, or excuse me, this vision, that's ultimately what was going on. Peter, 
I have called many from all nations. That's the way it's always been. Okay? So, and that had to do with a lot of tradition so ingrained in him that, that this had happened. So I want to open with this, and I think this will go all the way through to kind of, I believe, what we're going to be talking about today. John says this, Messiah said this, Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. That's so interesting. Mark shared with me something that was shared online by somebody about our event last night. And it's like, I'm sorry, I had put this together last week, and maybe that word's for you if you're watching. Okay? So, but along with that, see, Messiah is getting that from somewhere. He just didn't pull that out of, out of nowhere. If we go back to Leviticus 19, let's see how that reads, where Messiah would have got this idea about righteous judgment. Make sure you're judging righteously on things. Leviticus 19 says this, Do not uh, do no unrighteousness in right ruling. Do not be uh, partial to the poor or favor the face of the great, meaning someone has authority or, or money maybe, but rightly rule your neighbor in righteousness. Now, I would say this is for Israelites themselves, but I would expand that neighbor idea to your neighbor who may not know God. You still judge him righteously and with right judgment. Okay? Do not go slandering among your people here, and do not stand against the blood of your neighbor who lives next door to you or you come in contact with. Why? Because I am Yahuwah. Because he is set apart. He's called us to walk in right judgment, and that is a set-apart characteristic that I think we all learn as we go with wisdom on how that looks and how we walk that out. So judging rightly is maybe one of the key things that we can continue, at least apply that's what was being revealed to Peter. I've called you to judge rightly. Judge rightly on Cornelius. He's a God-fearer, remember? I'm going to say that a lot. Yeah, he was from the nation, he was a Roman, but he was a God-fearer, and you're not judging rightly here on who he was. So he's going back, and he's going to be talking to his brothers you know, in the faith about this to them in Jerusalem. Okay, That's where this conversation is now. And the voice answered me again, he's explaining to his brothers in Jerusalem, Again from the heavens, what Elohim has uh, cleansed, you do not consider common. And this took place three times, and all were, drawn, or all were drawn up again into the heavens. And see, immediately three men stood before me, before the house where I was, having been sent from Caesarea. Key part here. This is, he's explaining this vision. What, and he says, the Spirit said to me to go with them, not doubting, don't have double-mindedness about this, okay? Go to some guy, some, who, some guy's house who's not Jewish. And these six brothers also went with me. 
And we went into the man's house, and he told us how he had seen a messenger standing in his house who said to him, send men to Jaffa and call for Simeon, who is called Peter. So Peter continues to witness to about these events that just happened to him not too long ago. He was there for a while. But these events that happened to him with a Roman, one from among the nations, which you also could consider a Gentile in that sense. Right? But again, remember, he was a God fearer. Now, I've got to mention to you, real quick, just as a little side side note uh, for those. It's interesting. You have Peter, he says, I took six brothers with me. Okay, six Jewish brothers. Six. And as you, uh, maybe some of you noticed, six has that idea of a mm, always representing man. Six. Is man. It represents that. And then you had Peter there, so that's seven. So when you completely look at it, you have the Spirit at work in these seven men, okay? Which is interesting because we are dealing with the traditions of men here and, and Elohim's coming and correcting, gently correcting some of the traditions that are here. So I just, just want to throw that out there. I thought that was interesting too. So Peter continues on uh, this event that just happened, talking to his brothers here in Jerusalem. Then he goes, uh, he said that Cornelius said this, who shall speak to the words by which you shall be saved, you and all your house. And as I began to speak, the set-apart spirit fell upon them as... Us in the beginning. What do you think he's talking about? Us in the beginning. It sure sounds like he's referring to back what happened in the temple at the day of Shavuot where the Spirit fell and Jews from all nations were gathered and heard the mighty works of the Most High. But then Peter continues, and I remembered the word of the Master, how he said that John the immerser, John the Baptist, will, he will baptize you in water, immerse you in water, but you shall be immersed in the set-apart spirit. So if Elohim gave them the same gift as he gave us, when we believed on the Master Yeshua, Messiah, how was I to withstand Elohim and his direction and what he shared with me? And having heard this, they were silent. So his brothers are listening. Wow. They were silent. And then he praised Elohim saying, oh my goodness. Then Elohim has indeed also given to the nations or the Gentiles repentance to life. Now, we got a lot of words going on here. We got spirit, we got repentance, we got good news is all wrapped up here. So let's, let's um, not lose track of the pattern, pattern that's going on here that's been set from when we began chapter Acts, it began the beginning of Acts. The baptism of the set apart spirit is directly connected, directly connected to 
clearly here. If it, you didn't see it before, it's clearly connected here with this idea of repentance to life. Key word is repentant, turning aside, just turning around, going, what? No, ultimately, repentance to life, this idea of repent is turning back to something. What would that something be? It would be the commandments, our Elohim, his name, his character, everything that he shared at Mount Sinai for his people. And then ultimately for all nations, right? Because Israel was always to be a light to all, right? So this turning back to what? Again, his laws. What was given Mosaic law, the commands? Yes, Polly. Uh, on 14 and 15, before you move from this place, and going back last night to Dr. My Dr. Miles Jones, who shared with us afterwards, we had some questions about Acts for him. And so do you remember him stating several times that a common phrase was, Yahuwah is our salvation, may, he, may Yahuwah also be your salvation? Yes. I see that pattern in 14, a little bit where it says, who shall speak to you words by which you shall be saved. Okay, these words, he's referring to that phrase, Yahuwah is our salvation. You and, your, and all of your house, may he also be your salvation. I see that, that, that link there. The other thing I see interesting is that we asked him a question about the set-apart spirit falling upon them and what that looked like. And he said from the best of the translations, what he sees is that the set-apart spirit fell upon illiterate men, men that, did not, that could not read the words in front of them. Yet when the spirit fell upon them, what they spoke and what the individual heard was the written word wow. that was being exchanged through their tongue into the hearer's ear, even though they were an illiterate, could not read or write, but yet the word of God was coming out of their mouth. Wow. Now that, that is amazing. No, there, there is so much that surrounding acts. And uh, yeah, there, uh, like Paul is sharing uh, we, uh, this gentleman, there's, uh, there's so much. There, uh, it, it can be overwhelming. It, it, it very well can be. But I think that should not be where we can see, at least here, some of the basic operations and the basic things that go together. You know, to be saved, all your house, repentance to life, those have to be defined, and they were only defined in one way. And they only came from one definition of what that was. And that would have been from Mount Sinai, and it would have been from our God, our Creator, what He shared, what is good, what is righteous, what is what, is, what I have set for you, my children, because I care about you. This is the way you want to go. 
So this gift is, the gift is, is just that. Think about it this way, maybe with our modern ideas and things what we've been exposed to. The gift is then, would you say, you've been given grace to turn and repent. Right? I would say that's exactly what grace is about. I overlooked that. Are you going to change now? Are you going to return back? What are you going to do? Or are you going to use this grace to continue sinning, like Paul had mentioned, an excuse to sin? Grace to turn. An offer to change your ways to his ways is what it's about. That's what's going on here. And, and at the same time, it's kind of puzzling for Peter. And it, it's so much that uh, traditions and doctrines, like I've said, and others, I, they can muddy up a lot of stuff in our minds. You know, they really can. So the Spirit will guide you in all truth. So that's where this repentance of life is to truth. And what is truth? Scripture clearly states his word is true. It's the truth. So the Spirit is going to guide you there. That's the words of the Messiah. Clearly words of the Messiah. What is truth? His Torah, his instructions for your life. That is what makes you then set apart in the Father's eyes. Nothing else. His ways, not man's traditions, is what makes you set apart. Acts 10.34 I know we're in 11, but there's a statement that uh, I'm going to re... It's, it's, I'm sorry, but it repeats so much. So we, if it's, this idea is repeating, here in Acts it's telling you these, these are very important things. And opening his mouth, Peter said, Truly see that Elohim shows no partiality. He said this in the house where Cornelius was, and then he shared the same idea when he got back to his brothers in Jerusalem. And it goes on, and every nation, every Gentile, he who fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him, meaning the creator of the universe. If you fear him, you do what he asks, you're accepted. Peter's witness to Cornelius is about the, uh, here is about the Messiah's purpose. And, and it's plainly founded in the Torah and the prophets. The witness of the conditions of entering the covenant has not changed. Acts 10, I know this was last week. And he commanded us to proclaim to the people and to witness that what it is 
he who has appointed by Elohim to judge the living and the dead. So Peter's telling Cornelius, my witness was to come to tell you who's been appointed, Yahshua the Hamashiach, the Messiah. He has been appointed by Elohim, by God, and he's going to judge the living and the dead. To this one, all the prophets bear witness that through his name, everyone believing, trusting in him, does receive forgiveness of sin. So you can see, again, in Acts, the Spirit's directing you back to what Moses said or was given. So good news for all who will then turn in action and deed. And that's where you heard whomever, right? We've heard that term in whomever, meaning whoever, not just the Jew, whoever, anybody in the nation are willing to come back, change their life. And that exactly is that, anyone from the nations. Look at down at verse 18. We'll look at that again. The Gentiles' repentance to life. And having heard this, they were silent and praised Elohim, saying that Elohim has indeed also given to the nation, has given the offer again to the nations to repent to life. Now, what I have here, I'm looking to this idea. Because the nations, the Gentiles has been introduced. And like I showed you in 10, this idea of judging the living and the dead, all are wrapped up into the good news. I know that's kind of strange. The good news, he's going to judge. On one hand, <laughs> that doesn't sound too, whoa. <laughs> you know, but there's a lot there. But anyhow, let's look at Psalm 96 along with all that uh, is here. Say among the nations, Elohim shall reign. The world, who would that be? Everybody, everybody, also is established, immovable. And what is this? He judges the people in what? In straightness. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let this, the heavens and the earth re rejoice. That means all. Let everyone. Let the sea roar and be. Um, see roar and all that fills it. Let the field exalt and all that is in it. Let all the trees of the forest then shout for joy and the presence of Yahuwah, for he shall come, for he shall come to do what? Judge the earth, and that includes everybody in it. Judge the earth. He judges the world, and he judges by a standard. He judges it by righteousness, what he set down, and the people with his truth. He's going to judge you with the commandments that he set out and gave us. Psalm 98. Sing to Yahuwah a new song, for he has done wonders. His right hand and his set-apart arm have brought 
brought him deliverance. Yahweh has made known his deliverance. His righteousness he has openly showed before the eyes of just Israel. No, it's not what it says. He has openly showed redemption before the eyes of all the nation. That's pretty heavy. And to me, it fits right into Peter now going back and saying, and them coming and realizing an old truth. Wow, Elohim has now given redemption to everybody who's willing to come back. They can come back and repent to life. Right? He has remembered his kindness and he has uh, trustworthiness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the deliverance of our Elohim. Rise a shout to Yahuwah, all the earth. Break forth in song, rejoice and sing. Praise, sing, with, sing to Yahuwah with the lyre and the voice with trumpets. Raise a shout before Yahuwah, the king. Let the sea roar and all that, is, that fills it. The world and those who dwell in it, again, it's just not narrowing things down. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy before Yahweh. For he shall come to judge the earth. He judges the world in righteousness and the people in straightness. Back in Acts 10.42, Peter said Messiah gave them this message to take wherever they go. And Peter said, you know, I've been told this to proclaim this to you, Cornelius. And now he's back in Jerusalem sharing what he was told to proclaim to them, his brother. Who was appointed to judge the living and the dead? So this again is the witness Peter shares here with his brothers. The good news, then we can conclude, or at least I would suggest, or at least how I see it. The good news includes judgment. And that doesn't maybe sound like that fits, because good news should be just good and joy. But along with good news, as we saw, he's going to judge the living and the dead, and judgment is part of the good news. Take the good news, good part of the good news and repent. <laughs> All right, if not that good news for those who do repent isn't too good for how he's going to judge those who do not turn and change their way. That's a thought. The good news is part of the judgment upon the whole earth. Luke 2.10 says this. 
And, the me- and then the messenger said to them, Do not be afraid, for look, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be to all peoples. Esteem, glorify Elohim in the highest and, the er- and on the earth. Peace among men with whom he is pleased. I shared that with a couple weeks ago. That was to the shepherd. And you can see it does boil down the principle. He's pleased with those who do his will. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, has Peter share this. As you see, it is ultimately nothing new. Even Yahshua witnessed of this judgment to come. And it is all according to the instructions given from Mount Sinai. Can't avoid that. Now, I like bringing in Messiah's testimony about these events, right? Messiah said, truly, truly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is. When the dead shall hear in the voice of, hear the voice, the son of Elohim, and those having heard shall live. For as the father possesses life in himself, so he gave also to the son to possess life in himself. And he and has given him authority also to judge, to do judgment, because he is the son of man, son of Adam. Do not marvel at this, because the hour is coming in which all of those in their tombs shall hear his voice and shall come forth those who have done good. Doing good, what would that be? Just helping someone across the street, an older man or woman? Yes, it is, but deeper. Only Elohim is good. And everything that he says for our life is what ultimately is the bigger good. So those who have done good to the what? Resurrection of life. And those who have practiced evil, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give you my big opinion on this. Practicing things that he said not to do is not pleasing to him. It's not good in his eyes. So it's just not uh, like a someone who I respect and he has awaiting the resurrection. He says, you know, practicing evil isn't just the baby killers. You know what I mean? Or the saintness. Okay? It's although we tend to define all, that is evil, I'm not evil. No, Elohim decides what is good and what is not, okay? But to those who practice evil matters to the resurrection of judgment. So it seems like the only way that you get the resurrection of life, which I desire, is to obey these commandments the best we can in our life, establish right judgment as we go. And amongst our brotherhood here, and to the stranger out there as well. Right? Judgment. So in some sense, going back to the story, 
that we're at, this is the uh, description of Cornelius. Remember, he was one from amongst the nation. I, it's very clear. He was a dedicated, fearing Elohim, all his household, doing many kind deeds to the people and praying to Elohim always. To the point that God himself, Elohim himself, says, or was going to bring a message to him. Because your prayers and your deeds have come up to me, he says, as a remembrance before Elohim. His actions and his lifestyle, this Cornelius, is what pleased Elohim. Oh, he wasn't a Jew. He was a Roman. Following to one way or another those things that were handed down or that was contained in the instructions of the Torah. One to some extent. And that pleased Elohim to the extent that I'm going to send you someone, Cornelius, so you can know even more about my redemption that is implanted in my very words from the very beginning. I think that's awesome and big because that plays a part to any of us here today who may not have Jewish blood or lineage. As you guys know, yes, from various places, that good news is to all. So let's take that good news and let's do what it says to the resurrection of life. Because this has always been the pattern of a merciful creator to all of us, to all humanity. To be set apart, yes. But not set apart that in your set-apartness you become proud, arrogant, lofty, self-righteous. Because what happens is then the image of him whom you proclaim becomes tarnished and undesirable to those who are seeing. Because regardless, the world out there, they might not believe in God or whatever, but they know for the most part, I would guess, when this doesn't seem right, okay? There is a sense of what is right. So that's, that's our part. Because we do not want to tarnish that image. We don't want to become, another way of saying that, we don't want to become salt that loses its saltiness because then it becomes really worthless. And if you think about that parable, it's pretty powerful. Salt's a preservative, yes, I agree. But salt is the only thing that I'm aware of that is salty. So if the one thing that is set apart and is only salty doesn't salty anymore, then it's worthless, right? Wow, that's an awesome parable. As you can see, there is much more going on here in the events recorded in Acts. And it must be understood and seen through the lens that of what was written down beforehand. And I'm saying, oh, what depths of our God, our Elohim working in and around us, of them and even us today. I was talking uh, with a brother we 
went out uh, to dinner, was waiting for Perry Beth, and we were talking about our childhood and various things, and it's like, there was no doubt that the Father was at work in our lives. And I think if you look hard enough, the Father was at work in your lives in so many ways. How merciful that he would do that for you, right? And some people, it took longer <laughs> than others. And then, yes, there is some people that that voice just disappears and doesn't care about. But that's not our point to judge. I believe there is a power that he holds that way beyond our comprehension. It's mind-boggling sometimes when I'm trying to think about who he is. And it's like, you know. But he has taken the time to reveal to us. That's awesome. Because when you start thinking about how great and that he is, and yet he took the time. What is man that I should remember him? And the son of man that you should visit him. He took the time to visit you. He took the time to reveal to his creation who he is, his love, his redemption, his ways, his grace, by turning back. In that Psalms, that's what I was reading, Psalms 4, Verse 4, Psalm, that Psalms 4 opens like this. Oh, Yahuwah, our master, how excellent is your name in all the earth. You who set your splendor above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes, infants, you have founded strength because of your adversaries. To put an end to to the enemy in the avenger for i see your i see your i see your heavens the work of your fingers and the moon and the stars which you have established it, it's awesome so we'll continue now here let me see we still got some time is there any questions so far i wanted to bring in uh, or just point out this idea the the set apart spirit the nations are included, and how in that good news there's judgment. That good news of the Messiah is to turn back to those things that are written. I know, yeah, oh yeah, you say that like every week, Ralphie. But we, we have to remind ourselves of this, you know, because that's what's going to make it set apart. If you watched uh, anything of the gentleman who came last night, you you begin to see the, the the friction that is there for willing to walk with the Messiah with the commandments handed to Moses. You know that that's a narrow path all through history. It seems, Polly. Uh, let me see. It was the Psalms? Uh, no, the 18. Oh, yes. And, uh, so, and, and having heard this, they were silent, and I can't see the rest of the slide. Um, and they praised 